Hello there, you're listening to the Park Rush Podcast. This is a theme park podcast. I'm Tom. Joining me, as ever, is Josh. Hello there. Hello there. How's it going? Good. Welcome back. Thank you very much. As of 24 hours ago, I was in Universal Studios, Florida, Josh, and now I am back in the UK, having some withdrawal symptoms, I have to say. But there's nowhere I'd rather be. If I can't be at a theme park, then I want to be here in the studio Talking about, about theme parks with you, Josh. That's like my second favourite place. It's the dream. Know? If Universal and Disney are like joint first, this is second. And it's a close second. It's close. It's a close second. But yes, I am back. Our last few episodes were, were queued up to go up. Well, I was away, but yeah. I am now back. I had a very nice time. It was a strange time to be in Florida, I have to say, having only ever been in sort of late summer. Yes. To go in March, I have to be honest, I don't recommend it. It's mental. Worst time. Turns out there's this thing called spring break, yeah. which I've heard a lot about. And um, it would seem as though the vast majority of the population of the entire United States may well actually just descend on Florida. Yes. And it's total chaos. Missed, well, I mean, they've barely made it into spring with spring break. Yeah. Like, spring only started, what, three, two days ago, three I, days ago? I think officially that's correct. So, uh, you know, it's... It's a bit cheeky of them, really, yeah. to have already started spring Come break rooms. so many weeks ago, clearly. But I think the way it's staggered, I have no real idea when it actually started and when it finishes. But every single theme park was chaos. Even Bush Gardens, which is the chillest of the chill, was mad. I've seen videos of it. It looks hectic, it, to hectic say is, the least. Yeah, hectic's a good word, but probably still doesn't quite do it justice. We are, as we have done previously, going to do some trip reports uh, from my visits. We're going to wait a little while because, Josh, you're heading there yourself. I sure am. In, what, six weeks or or less now? It's coming up pretty soon. about six weeks. Yeah. Yeah. And as you'll be going to the Disney parks and Universal and Islands, um, we're going to wait and do our trip reports on those once you've been so we can do a joint report. There might be some new stuff there by then. I don't know. Might get lucky yeah, uh, with get, a certain Hagrid get, roller coaster. Uh, Who knows? We don't know. Can only but hope. I also did SeaWorld and Bush Gardens during my uh, little 10-day stint out there. So um, we'll be doing those trip reports in the next couple of weeks. I guess I could quickly touch on... I hadn't been in about two and a half years. So um, there were a few new bits and bobs there that I hadn't been on before. So just a quick shout-out to those. I did the Jimmy Fallon Oh yeah, race through New York, yeah. which I must say was completely lost on me. <laughs> I've watched a fair bit of Jimmy Fallon clips on YouTube. I so haven't. Hashtag hopefully. the bear is that a thing? Yes, hashtag is that a the big bear. Thing? Yeah, um, it's a thing they do. I don't know. He dresses up like a teenage girl. Is yeah, that, yeah, yeah. That was all lost on me. America. Yeah, yeah. The best thing about it, from my point of view, was the Comcast frontage. Of course, the gift shop looked like the Comcast building in yeah. New York. Your new like, overlord. Hey, yeah, look. Exactly. I was gonna. If I had my my work pass with me, I might have just flashed it. Like a Could you piece get of into the paper and be like, "Hey guys, hey they, guys, discounts, please." I feel like they used to have a Comcast like. They have a Comcast Media Center. It's round by. It's it's on. It's between the Kid Zone and Springfield. I think it's those little buildings. It's yes. quite grassy around there. Sort of like uh, it's like a little villa or something. Hispanic sort of. Yeah, yeah, looking, and it's yeah. it's called the Media Center, and it's got the NBC logo. I don't know if I don't know what's in there, and whether or not I could just rock up. Flash like, a right, sky lads. pass, and they go, "Who? Yeah, you own me now. <laughs> technically, my yeah. pay's coming from some of this, so let me in. I did Fast and the Furious as well." 
supercharged. Yeah, technically you've done that already, but well, I mean, I controversial view perhaps. I was actually somewhat pleasantly surprised. It sounds like they've changed it since they first opened that, from what I've been oh, hearing on podcasts. Right. Well, we'll talk about it in more detail once you've done it, of yes. course. And then the big new thing for me was Avatar. Abadar. Abadar, Abadar, Abadar. Um, it was amazing, I have to say. The Flight of Passage, pretty amazing. I was, it was one of the longest, it, it didn't end up being nearly as long of a queue as the wait time suggested it would be at the front. Yeah. Uh, we, we got in the queue in fully, well, I wouldn't say fully prepared. The look on my dad's face in particular made it quite clear that he was not particularly happy about what we were doing. But we stood there, prepared for a four-hour wait, and it was less than two. Well, but it was very, very good, and I'm glad we we waited even that long and, and got it done. And the whole land there now, Animal Kingdom, the Pandora area, is pretty amazing. And of course, now owned by Disney outright, Josh. They've bought yeah. 20th or 21st Century Fox, which means they're that step closer to just owning everybody. Indeed. Yeah. It's, I mean, I was close to being owned by Disney. There was that whole, I'm in the hands of Universal now. So yes. Universal for life. Yes. Disney what? Weirdly, uh, Hulu, you know Hulu, the streaming yeah. service? Part owned by, well, now majority owned by Disney, but also part owned by Comcast. Right. Yeah, it's a weird thing going on. And now this means that Disney own even more of Universal Studios' ride lineup. Yes. Because now not only do they have... The Marvel superhero stuff. They also now have The Simpsons. Yeah. So um, Universal must be like, God damn it. <laughs> they ever buy Warner Brothers, <laughs> what are we going to do? Uh, yeah. I mean, if they manage to buy Warner Brothers and like someone's, someone's up. Something's gone badly wrong. Yeah. But we'll have to. <laughs> you wouldn't put it past that damn mouse. He's yeah. ruthless. The irony is back when Eisner was in charge, Comcast almost bought Disney. Oh, wow. And people would stop trying to stop that from happening because they didn't want to you know, corporate overlord of Comcast. But no. now, maybe Disney's like more corporate overlord than Comcast, maybe? Sure, yeah, most definitely. Well, the world is uh, a strange place right now, Josh, but we do have the comfort of this podcast yeah. for some sense of consistency, safe in the knowledge that this will always be here for us and the listeners, of which there are, of course, Many. some. <laughs> There are dozens of us. Dozens. Yeah, indeed. Um, as it's been a few weeks since we actually sat down and did a sort of timely episode, yeah. Um, there's been well, we've got quite a lot to talk about today on the the news wires, as it were. Yeah. And we're going to start with something that we've often returned to over the weeks that we've been doing this, and that's Galaxy's Edge, Star Wars Land at Hollywood Studios in the Magic Kingdom, uh, sorry, in Walt Disney World and uh, at Disneyland in California as well. First thing to say is that in the days just after we'd finished recording our episodes to go up while I was away, they announced that it was going to be opening early. So any brief thoughts on that? I mean, it's now what, August in, it's May in California, right? Late May, Yeah, which is really soon. It's like 15 days before Hagrid. Right. It's like they want to get that jump in before Hagrid opens yeah. officially. And that, and it was meant to be summer, which I, I guess that's kind of summer, so it's still summer. And it was meant to be fall in Florida, and it's now late August. Yeah. The catch in both cases being that Rise of the Resistance, which I think S- sounds like is, the now, ride. is now kind of yeah being made to sound like the premier ride. I think when all this stuff was first announced, people maybe assumed that it would be the Falcon just because it's the Falcon. Yeah. But it does sound like, yeah, Rise of the Resistance is the one being billed as the... 
holy moly, this is the big new thing. You've got to do this. So that's three not going to be ready for opening at either version of the land. Sounds like that might be something that comes maybe closer to Christmas time Sounds around like the release of yeah. the, the, the new film. But we might find out more about that at Star Wars Celebration, which is coming up yeah. in April. But yeah, have you got any thoughts? Are you surprised that they're willing to open it up without Rise of the Resistance? Do you think? Uh, I am a little bit. Obviously, they're doing that special ticketing event, so mm. you have to get a specific reservation to go there. Yeah, uh, it, which is free. Yeah, uh, Rise of Resistance, Resistance isn't open, and then you have no fast passes. Mm. So a hundred percent of the availability will go to the regular queue line, which is kind of good. I think so. As someone who did a one-off day at Animal Kingdom. The fast pass system is just broken, really. It's next to useless for us. I would say the only good use we got out of it was getting a decent seat for the light show yes. at the very end of the day. And because it had started raining by then and we went to the the second show, which didn't start until quarter past nine, yeah. it was not particularly full at that point anyway. Yeah. And we would have needed the fast pass. So, so we get ours because we've booked in advance. Booked in advance. Yeah. So we get ours 30 days in advance. We yeah. can start booking fast passes. But apparently even then, Avatar mm. is already unavailable. That doesn't surprise me. That doesn't surprise so me. So we might get lucky because obviously when we're going, it's quite a light period. Yeah. Other than the Memorial Day weekend, which is when it gets busy. But even then, it's like, so it's going to be practically impossible to get Avatar tickets. Yeah. Yeah, that's definitely the one you want to you run to first when yeah. you get to the park. But I must admit, I was totally stunned even because I, it, we did go on a day where it was early magic hours. Right. So the park had been open since eight yes. when we got to the so a tough Avatar one. ride. But even then, for a what they thought was going to be a four-hour wait to have built up in an hour yeah. seemed mad. And obviously that did turn out to be quite a large overestimate. But even even the two hours that we did wait, it's quite a long queue maybe, to have maybe built up a, so quickly. a thing to try and force other people into the rest of the park. Maybe than... to sort of put them off. Yeah. Yeah. And to be fair, it's quite a cool queue area. I didn't really have any complaints about the scenery cool. and stuff like that. It was quite, I look forward to quite it. cool looking. Yeah, it was um, really good. But yeah, Star Wars, I think they're going to need that capacity. They need yeah. people off the streets. Yes, they do. So being able to put people through the rides is going to be much better. Cuts down, you know, a five-hour queue, then, or what is currently would be a five-hour queue with a fast pass system would only be an hour-long queue mm. uh, but because of the numbers that go through because they usually give 80% of the availability per hour to fast pass. Right. So... Which is why the queues are always so long. Yeah. So I'd imagine that there'll be no fast passes for probably until the end of the year, mm. I reckon. Mm. Rise of the Resistance. So Rise of the Resistance will definitely be open by the time fast passes come online. You reckon? So you think fast passes and Rise of the Resistance will come online at the same time? Sort of December time, maybe? I think December time is when they'll come. If, if they come on this year, they'll come on at the same time. But I think probably Rise of Resistance first this year and then Fast Passes sometime next year. Right. Yeah, that makes sense, I guess. So, with the fact that Rise of the Resistance won't be open for potentially, well, six or seven months after the land opens in Hollywood and then three or four months after it opens in Florida, it means that ride-wise you've only got flight What's it called? Falcons. Oh, I'm getting all my right. It's not Falcons Fury. That's, no, that's Bush Gardens. Gardens. It's not Flight of the Falcon. That's that's Avatar Flight of Passage. Yeah. What's Smuggler's Run? Smuggler's Run. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Falcon's not in the name of this thing, as no. far as I, maybe it's Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run. I don't know. <laughs> Star Wars Millennium Falcon Motorbike Adventure. <laughs> 
With magical creatures involved uh, uh, somewhere. Di- Walt Disney World's Disney Hollywood Studios. Yes. Oh, boy. Um, it means that there's going to be um, a lot more pressure, I guess, put on the other stuff there. So, the shops, the dining options. The uh, bars. Yeah. And Disney, I think, are, are quite keenly aware of this. And so, in terms of new details that they've slipped out since confirming the new opening dates... Um, the new stuff they've talked about has mostly been focused on the non-ride experiences that will be around. So we've, they've put out some new concept art, which if you haven't seen it, you can see it. Um, the, the version we're looking at is on attractionsmagazine.com. I assume it's also on the Walt Disney World blog. Um, and, and there's some cool looking stuff here. They've, they've gone into a lot of detail about all the cuisine and and the drinks, especially. Now, the the alcoholic beverages are kind of insane. Have you seen this menu? Because the, the drinks are insane. I'm a big fan of some of these names, I have to say. Before we get to the drinks, actually, they've kind of they've even listed out all the different shops as well. So you're gonna have Doc Ondar's Den of Antiquities, yes. which will sell ancient Jedi and Sith artifacts, holocrons, lightsabers and more. No doubt for many, many dollars. Yeah. Or galactic credits. Yeah. Depends. I assume you will be able to buy them with straight dollars. You won't have to Trade dollars for galactic credits, and then uh, I, think, I don't know. The exchange rate's pretty uh, your dicey. Credits are not welcome here. <laughs> the droid depot, where you can design and build your own astromech droid. Your Jedi mind tricks don't work on me. This is meant to be the Watto guy, right? Yeah. Okay, just making sure. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I've never been good at impressions. <laughs> no, I can only do like. Oh, I can do uh, that mouse right there. That's about it. I didn't see Mickey at Animal Kingdom, by the way, at any point. It was oh. quite light on characters, actually. I saw... Did you see Kevin? No, I never saw Kevin, which I was very disappointed by. I don't know if it was because it was a bit cold, actually. That was another thing about going in March. It was a bit chilly on yeah. some days, and that felt really wrong to me. And I was like, walking around in shorts thinking, I'm a bit cold. Saying it's chilly at Disney is... Uh... It was weird, because that was how I felt at Disneyland Paris on one of the days. I was like, this doesn't feel right. I'm walking yeah. around Disney land in a the first day when it was raining yeah, yeah i'm yeah. cold this isn't right like i associate main street with humidity and it was very uh, not humid in florida uh, over the last two What's weeks change? It, it got warm it got nice and hot when the sun came out but when when the sun was hiding behind the clouds it was it was quite chilly so that was that was pretty strange but anyway um you're also going to have kind of a lightsaber equivalent of the droid shop where you can build your own lightsaber. You're going to have a resistance shop which sells so the, uh, resistance-themed pins and gifts and things the, and then a first order. The droid you're going to be able to get a backpack for so you can wear your droid on your back so you can still like... Oh. And will the interact. droid like interact with... Would it, would it be like the wands in the Wizarding World? So Do you think the, the droids will kind of alert you to things as you, you walk past You can buy an them? accessory for the droids so then the droids will interact with each other. Oh, man. Yeah. How much is all this going to cost? A lot of money. Yeah. I must admit, I, I was thinking, should I buy a wand when I was there before? But I just, I don't like, and this is very old man bar humbug of me, but I get really annoyed by everyone who stands around seemingly aimlessly outside all the shops in Diagon Alley, waving their wands at stuff. Yeah. Just getting in people's way. So I, <laughs> like, just move. My, uh, I need to get inside and buy some frogs. I have the old style wand that doesn't do anything it doesn't do anything because I, I I queued up and did the uh, Ollivander's oh shtick yeah 
which is kind of pointless. Ollivander's sticks. That's what they yeah. should be yes. called, actually, not ones. My dad sticks. gets wound up because we queued for quite some time to do that little gimmick. Yeah. And he's like, we could have just walked into the bloody shop from the other entrance and bought a wand. We did, why did we queue up for two hours? Well, to make you feel like a wizard, Josh. Yeah. I, I didn't even get to go because I, oh. I was like an 18-year-old. Oh, right. So, so they, pick, they only pick children. Yeah. Alas. Yeah. Oh, well. Um, but aside from the gift shops, the thing that's really getting me kind of excited about this ridiculous There's a milk stand. array of merchandise is the food and drink options, as I said. Yeah. So you're going to be able to get the blue milk. Yeah, and there's green milk as well. And the green milk. Yeah. Now, apparently, there's a key difference. So the blue milk is from the original Star Wars. But okay. I'm not convinced you ever actually see it, do you? Do you see it being drank? I don't know. Uh, if you do, yeah. I guess it's at the... Very beginning uh, in the pit. When Luke is with his uncle. aunt and uncle. Yeah. All oh, right. And then you've got, also got the green milk, which Luke drinks out of that big alien's tits in The Last <laughs> Jedi. <laughs> I mean, that's what it is. I, yeah. You know, don't blame me. That's what they wrote into that script. Yeah. In, in, exact, in exactly that verbiage, I'm pretty sure, <laughs> as well. Um, then the, you're also going to be, uh, be, be able to get meat roasted over an old pod racer engine Course. at Ronto's Roasters. By little Annie. Yeah, you're going <laughs> to... Yeah. Sebulba's meats. <laughs> <laughs> There'll also be Sacker's Kettle, which is a popcorn stand. Oh. Yeah. Is it is it Star Wars popcorn? I would hope so. I would hope so. And then the main restaurant will be a counter-service docking bay 7 food and cargo, which it's sounds like a... fairly standard, but they've got... Silly Star Wars names on everything. Yeah, like, well, so apparently this is going to be a oven roasted tip yip. Would you have some of that? Um, I don't know what that is. Oh, would so you have a chicken dish with roasted vegetables and mash and herb gravy? Yeah, would you have some cardu ribs? Sure. What yeah. are cardu ribs? Are they, uh, are they those ribs? apparently are smoked country pork ribs with blueberry corn muffin and cabbage slaw. I'm not sure what a blueberry corn muffin is. No, I'm not 100% sure what that is either. So apparently anyway. that was meant to be a sit down restaurant. And then they realised we can't get the turnover from no. a sit, proper sit-down, so it's going to be a counter-service. Right. And then, this is the most hype part, Ogre's Cantina will serve alcoholic drinks. Ready for some of these, Josh? We've got the Best Bin Fizz, the Bloody Rancor, the Dagobah <laughs> Slug Slinger. That's a good one. The like Fuzzy that. Tonton, the Jedi Mind Trick, the Jet Juice, the Outer Rim... The Spirian Calf. These are alcoholic, the T-16 right? Skyhopper and Yubnub. These are alcoholic. Yes, they are. Someone's going to be like absolutely plastered on... And he's, <laughs> Your Jedi Matrix don't work here. And he's going to go, I think they do, mate. You're barred. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But if you're too much of a lightweight, like myself, <laughs> non-alcoholic drinks include the Black Spire Brew, it's the not- Blue Banther, the Carbon Freeze. Oh, I like that. That's a pretty good one. Yeah. Cliff Dweller. The Hyperdrive Punch It. Oh, I want one. Which is quite good also. Can I buy one now? Jabber Juice, which... I'm not sure about that mm, one. Mugen Tea. Don't know. That sounds a bit dodgy. And the Terrine Tea. Jabber Juice is not... <laughs> I don't want anything to do with Jabber's Juice. Thanks very much. Whether it's alcoholic or not. Jesus. I thought this was family friendly. Wow. Apparently not. Goodness me. Uh, yeah, they've also shown off the uh, oh some of the robotics. Oh yeah, so uh, rumours that it's going to be the same sort of very advanced animatronic technology that we spoke about quite a few weeks ago. Now yeah. that they are have shown off for that new Beauty and the Beast ride that's coming to Tokyo, correct? 
Yeah. Yeah. I must say the animatronic Navi in the boat ride at Pandora. The uh, the blue Native Americans. Yes. It's very impressive. There's only one of them, but the the movement is so convincing. Like it, it really does look incredibly it's really nuanced and detailed. It's it's very, very good. It's probably tied with the new King Kong for my sort of most impressive Oh really? Theme park animatronic. Yeah, I'm I'm really impressed every time I see that Kong. Actually, I must say, my, my especially favorite... because Disney kind of have the reputation, don't they, yes. for being the kind of kings of animatronics. But that Kong is really good. My favorite nerdy thing about the animatronics for the River Journey yeah. is that they've built them into the building in such a way that they could remove them and fix them if they break because of what happened with Everest and oh, the Yeti. Yeah, but then they came up with another problem because they put the building. On top of each other, I think we, I might have spoken about this before. So, if a fire alarm goes off in one of the rides, they have to get both rides out of the building. Oh boy! Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm really looking forward to um, talking with you about the flight of passage. I have to say, once you once you get on that, oh. there's a lot of really impressive stuff going on with that ride. Even though it is very screen heavy, and you know, typically, a, you know, they're not as much a cup of tea. It's it's really it's really quite quite cool. But yeah, lots of lots of stuff revealed then about Star Wars. I mean, do, do you anticipate much more coming out about this? Do you think they'll put out a more sort of detailed video about the uh, Falcon ride before opening? I or think do you we'll, think they'll we'll, they'll let it just open now? And I think we'll get a steady stream. They're still obviously battling the uh, battling. They want to have a steady stream coming out as you will get information about uh, Hagrid still. Yeah, uh, and there's meant to be news coming out about the Jurassic Park ride. As well, oh, at islands, yes, yeah, um, which is still unofficial at this point. Yeah, but it's very apparent that they're doing stuff. Yeah. There's when we were there, you saw plenty of diggers out front of the Discovery Center, loads of scaffolding up all around the Jurassic Park area. So yeah, it, they would they're going to have to say something soon because it's it's so obvious yeah, it's so that something's going on, yeah. and that it's it's enough of an inconvenience, I think, because there's you know Jurassic Park is now just that little bit more crowded, yeah. and there's just that little bit less room to move around. Pathway, yeah. Um, that I think people are, they're going to have to eventually tell people why Jurassic yeah. Park is in a bit of a state at the moment. They've also got rid of the arch, the Jurassic Park arch. That you see when you're coming from Toon Lagoon is now gone, Ooh. and I don't know if that's as a result of the construction. I don't think it is. I think it's just because now you have Skull Island, yes. and so I think they've just got rid of the Jurassic Park okay. entrance that side because you're not immediately going into Jurassic Park from Toon Lagoon. Yeah, you first got Kong, which kind of fits a little bit into the Jurassic Park. Like the transition from Kong to Jurassic Park is very natural, but there's just no gate anymore. It's only on the Potter side that there's a, an arch. Yes, which is still one of my favourite things in the park. Actually, the Jurassic Park arch when you approach Jurassic it park from arch is cool. from the front, and the one on the boat ride is really cool as well. That is true. I must say, I wasn't like of a mind to do many water rides because it was sort of chilly enough to be like, I don't want to get soaked. I'm going to yeah. take a while to dry. I really um, like the water rides at uh, Island, so yeah. I would. Still be all over them. Popeye was closed, I think, on every visit bar the most re- the, yeah, the last one. Yeah, so they start they do the refresh refurbishments of them sort of in a sort of order. So they did Jurassic Park first, then Duddy Do Rights, and then Popeye. Right. So uh, Jurassic Park's obviously open. Duddy Do Rights is open. Popeye was shut. I think Popeye's now as of yesterday, as of Friday the twenty 
2nd. 2nd of March, it was open. It was shut on Wednesday, the 20th. 20th, yeah. yeah. Well, there you go. Well, yeah, there we are. Up to the minute news here yeah. on the Parkcraft podcast. Exclusive! In. Speaking of Hollywood Studios, yep. which is where Galaxy the Edge is going to be. Yeah. I don't know if you knew that, Josh. I, um, I did. Little little tidbit. Yeah. Little, little tidbit. Little, new parking lot names. Little, with these horrifying new versions of Mickey and Minnie plastered over them. I, uh, Do you like them? I'm not sure. I'm Are not against them. They're okay. I just feel like they're occupying I feel like they're, this. They're more old school. Yeah, I know, but I feel like I want them to commit. They look like a weird. It, it's almost like it's someone like, wanted to make them old school, and then someone else said that looks too old. Almost. Yes. Let's try and make these. They look like a, a weird cross between the old school look of Mickey and Minnie, as showcased by your beautiful Ultimate History Mickey Mouse book. There, yes. which could definitely kill a man if you dropped it yep. on his head. 100%. And a, and a more modern sort of Disney Junior yeah. look, which so, is, I don't know. Well, the thing is, um, I don't know if you know this, Tom, but obviously there are many classics in the Disney lineup of films, in the Disney vault. Um, it's true. That are predominantly hand-drawn. Mm. And the kids these days don't want them. Do you know, like, when we were you kids... You know, the kids these days can do one. Do you know when we were kids and they were like, your parents are like, oh, watch this film. And then they turn it on, it was black and white. And you're like, hell nah. Well, it's black and white. Yeah. That's what kids are like these days. It's like, it's hand drawn. I'm out. Well, which is why they're remaking them all. I guess that's true. But my theory on this is that they remake them. Everyone goes and sees them at the cinema, the kids and us, because we're like, hey, it's that film I watched as a kid. They release the film from the Disney vault. And then everyone buys bank. the Blu ray or the download version of the original. Make no make. one's buying the Blu-ray or whatever of the line of the Beauty and the Beast from yeah. 2017. They go and see that at the cinema, and then they buy the original. Apparently, uh, the whole Disney is vault take. is going to be on the new Disney Plus streaming Disney service. Disney Plus sounds like it's going to be pretty yeah, cool, is, actually. And it's weird because they're also going to have Hulu. Apparently, Hulu is going to cater to a more adult audience. Ah. Um, and Disney is going to be for the. Is Alien going to be on Disney Plus? I potentially, yeah. Right. No, I, I, it'll be on Hulu. It will be on Hulu. Oh, I like people asking the question, is Alien now a Disney princess? Yeah. As the queen? Yeah. Because there's an alien queen, so are yeah. there alien princesses now? Or Who decides this? Is there a committee? No, it's, you just sort of, are you a princess and owned by Disney, therefore? You... You're, you're our princess. Yeah. So Princess Leia a Disney princess? Yes. But she's not a princess anymore, right? Is she still a princess in the most recent movies? Not, I mean, her, a general. I, I guess her title was stripped from her when she became a rebel. I guess, <laughs> and also when her planet got blown. Oh yeah, up, so she's not really princess of anywhere anymore. No, but she yeah. was. She was a general, right? In the newest ones, she was general. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I think that's right. Whatever her name is, Leia. That was Organa. Organa. Yeah. Organic. Yeah. Leia organic. organic. Yeah. General Organa. I think that sounds right. Yeah. We'll go with that. Anyway, but it's not just Mickey and Minnie that, or new versions of Mickey and Minnie that are being no. handed. Uh, you got uh, BB-8. The honour of being a parking lot character. Yeah. BB-8, Buzz. Olaf, Olaf. from Frozen. Yeah. Jesse. Nice. Oh, Jesse uh, getting billing over Woody. Uh, yeah, I guess is so. Woody, is Woody maybe at Magic Kingdom? Is, he, is Woody in the Magic Kingdom car park, possibly? Potentially. I feel like there's, I feel like I've parked in Woody before. Yeah. I feel like you shouldn't have two... Or multiple na- par- uh, parking areas 
with the same initial. Right. So a Mickey and a Minnie. Yeah. They're quite close. I guess so. Like if you're just thinking, right, M, M, like, because it's a long day. Yeah. If you're there with your kids. Yeah. You might not remember. Confusion may come about by the end. And you're bowling around Minnie when you're actually parked in Minnie. Mickey. Mickey. See, I'm doing it now. Exactly. Especially if you're driving a Mini. Yeah. And you're parking Mickey. Ugh. That's just chaos. Yeah. We, we fortunately, in our travels, we never parked at Universal outside Spider-Man. We always parked in Spider-Man. Oh. By the way. Sp- Spider-Man. Major issue. If anyone's listening from Universal, they forgot the hyphen Sp- between Spider and Man. Well, he's not Spider-Man. In at, the car park. At Universal There's no car park. hyphen. He's not Spider-Man at Universal car park. He's Spider-Man. Spider-Man, exactly. I parked in Spider-Man 550. It's a nightmare, because I got the hyphen on the ride. Yeah, he's Spider-Man in the, in the park, but in the car park, Spider-Man. Ridiculous. Oh, yeah. Complete lack of attention to detail. Shocking. Speaking of Spider-Man, Sp- it remains to be seen whether it will indeed be Spider-Man or Spider-Man, who is the basis of a new Marvel ride coming to various Disney parks. We know, or have known for a while now, we've spoken about it before, Yeah, Disney are basically trying to use all the Marvel stuff that they are allowed to use at their various parks around the world. So in Florida, that means anything that isn't already at Universal, such as Guardians of the Galaxy. Elsewhere, it means that they can pretty much use anything. And so they are doing something that, I must be honest, I think it's quite bold and something I didn't necessarily expect them to do. And that is to have a crack at a Spider-Man ride, which... Considering how beloved, still, the Spider-Man ride at Islands of Adventure is. It's a very good ride. still really good. I can quote the whole thing, by the way. It's really troubling. Are you one of those? I I can be one of those who recites it. Because I can do the whole thing. So it really bugs me. Because I love Tower of Terror. This is Jonah Jameson. Roger, over. Is this thing on? Listen, Scoop. Crime reports are coming in from all over the city and I'm starting to get worried. We don't need this. You see that? We don't need this right now. It's a spider signal. You see this? It's a hand you know, to tell you to stop. Okay. We've been through this before. Have we? Um, yeah. Oh. Uh, I'm I, running out of bits. The uh, When people talk through the TV, the pre-show of Terra Terra, yeah. that really bugs me. It's like, some of these people haven't been here before. That's true. Let them experience it. I, I should remember. It should be. I should remember that. I'm very sorry to everyone who was uh, in my car on Spider-Man if at like, any point over the last 10 days. I apologise for being such a douche. I often mime it. Right. But don't, there's no. It's because my sister knows it as well. So we have a oh. bit of a back and forth going. So was, I'm Jameson, she's Spider Man. Oh. And then I'm Spider Man, she's Jameson. You're doing a whole bit. That's, we, I mean, that's quite good, actually. And then, you know, we sort of mix and match between the different villains that are also involved, you know. What was that? Uh, trick or treat, smell my feet. Time to <laughs> blow you off the street. <laughs> Dark, your aim's worse than your haircut. Well, it's good enough for your sitting duck friends. Happy landing! <laughs> anyway, Josh, Spider-Man is coming to Disney. Spider-Man. Spider-Man, yeah. Um, confirmed for Disney California Adventure and the Walt Disney Studios Park. They're going to get what Disney are saying is an immersive, interactive experience, seemingly themed to Spider-Man. So I'm going to read the press release here, and then we can give our thoughts now, I guess. Both parks will feature an exciting new attraction where guests of all ages can join the heroes in action. We are expanding our story universe... Uh, by creating a new organisation, the Worldwide Engineering Brigade, which sounds like a society you might be part of, Josh. It doesn't sound like something that I'm like, oh, superheroes. Yeah, I um, want to be a part of that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, to be our setting for this experience, though Web, 
Ha! It's grounded in classic characters like Peter Parker. It is an organisation that we can all be a part of, one that invites us to engage with these iconic heroes like never before. Besides introducing web, we can't wait to debut a brand new cutting-edge interface as part of this fun, interactive attraction. Through a blend of never-before-seen technology and practical effects, guests will get to experience for themselves what it is like to have the abilities of a superhero. Use of the word interface here. Potentially interesting, so a new way of I don't like it. interacting with the world. It's very corporate, isn't it? Yeah. It's not really, hey, everyone, um, you know, I, I don't know. be an Avenger. So can't we, we've done VR. Yeah, I don't think it will be VR. Um, AR. I've done 3D screens. AR, maybe. I feel like it says interface, which means you have to, interface is when you're interacting with it. Mm. So... I don't know. It's like a like some sort of simulator emulate like part, but like, but how do you do that? Because obviously, Mission Space and uh, Millennium Falcon are going to be like there's going to be toggles and switches and stuff, but it can't be that. Maybe you've got a web shooter. Oh, yeah, yeah. Maybe you've got a web shooter, or maybe you've got your own Karen in your mask. Maybe you have a Spider-Man mask and you got Karen from yeah, from uh, Homecoming from Sky Sports you... Formula One. Karen, uh, Karen Chanduk. No, no, that's oh, okay. not what I was going for. That's a niche reference. Yeah, it certainly is. It certainly is. What, what what do you think of them doing a seemingly a predominantly Spider-Man themed ride? It's quite bold, I think. It's going to inevitably hyped. draw attra- draw comparisons. I'm, I'm pretty hyped and local to us. So we yeah, we can just hop on the Euro Tunnel. Yeah, get stuck in an almighty Brexit backlog of back traffic here, yeah. and uh, and eventually maybe get over there and immediately get turned around again because. Yeah. Blue passport, <laughs> out you go, lad. Uh, it's all right because the blue passport's going to be made in France. So it's true. Is there a date on this at all? Um, uh, I got no, uh, got no date as far as I can see. No, but they have shown off a new Spider-Man suit, which looks quite cool. Yeah, it looks kind of like. Well, I guess it looks like quite a natural. That they're clearly using the the movie suit as, yeah. as a base, um, which is interesting because I think when we were in Paris. Quite clearly, all the Marvel characters that were coming out and doing that stunt show or whatever were very clearly the look of all of all those heroes was inspired by the MCU. Other than I think Spider Man, who had more of a classic looking yeah, outfit on, can't, it. like comic strip, yeah. style, yeah, or like the OG, I guess. Yeah, and I, th- I guess that's because, well, I guess the the movie Spider Man being Tom Holland right now is quite a distinctive take on Spider Man. I think, generally speaking, in other media, Spider-Man is a little bit older and yeah. a bit more experienced. He's not. Spider-Man changes quite a lot as well. He's like he's been one of the characters that has changed so much through, uh, you know, history of yeah. films and TV and whatnot. Well, yeah, he, he's the he's the hero, certainly Marvel hero, more than any other who allows fans, you know, and especially kids to kind of project themselves onto him. I think more than anyone yeah. else. That's why Spider-Verse was such a good film. Yeah, it really so good. tapped into that a lot. Like. Sounds corny, but you know anyone can be Spider-Man. It's kind of the idea, and um, so yeah, obviously a slightly different take on Spider-Man to what we've seen in theme parks up until this point, both at Universal and Disney. So it'll be interesting to see whether this is. Will it be Tom Holland on this ride? I don't know. It'll be interesting. Yeah, looking forward to it though. I want it to be Spider-Man Noir. I want to ride a Spider-Man <sighs> Noir ride personally. It's it's <laughs> death yeah. always. Death. Yeah, that would be really good at Hollywood Studios. It would. Spider-Man Noir meet and greet. Yeah, next would be to, great. Next to Twilight Zone. Yeah, Terra Terra. I'd be well up for that. That would be great fun. But 
yeah, so that's Marvel at Disney. Let's leave Disney now, Josh. Oh, okay. And we're going to jump over to... I don't know if you've heard about this, right? What? Go on. Universal, Orlando, you know it. They've got this land. It's a, it's a place I sort of... Very, very popular. It's based on Harry Potter. Who? It's a bit of a thing. You know, like Harry Potter. Oh, uh, yeah. oh Harry Potter. Yeah. And they've got this new roller coaster, apparently Hagrid based. Oh, uh, yeah. Hagrid's... Mag- Hagrid's... Mo- Hagrid's... Hagrid's magical... Hag- Hagrid's magical creatures... Motorbike ad- adventure, adventure, escapade, yeah, adventure. At the Wizarding World of Harry Potter's Hogsmeade, at Arden's Adventure at Universal Studios Resort, Florida, Orlando, yeah. Florida, yeah, the USA. Sure. So the slowly, the world. they're revealing more details about this ride. So we've been talking about this ride for ages because it's been leaked to, to hell and back. Yeah, and most of the leaks have come via. The uh, Orlando Park Stop podcast, which is uh, uh, highly recommended. And Universal basically, week by week, are kind of confirming more and more of the details that have been leaked over the course of the I feel like a lot of times they're being really excited about their press releases, but also kind of going, yeah, okay. (laughs) Yeah, fine, we'll tell you. God damn. You already know, but if we... Yeah. So just from some insight from my own trip, the scaffolding, obviously, uh, running down the left-hand side of Hogsmeade as you walk through it from the castle. So, about on the side yeah. that the, the dragons were previously. Yes. Um, Hagrid's hut is very visible, especially when you're walking through the line for the Hogwarts Express. Looks like a fairly sizable replica of Hagrid's hut. You can also see some of those other sort of nondescript ruins as well, oh. peeking over the top that I don't think has fully been confirmed yet what exactly those are supposed to be um and if you're on the right side and i don't mean literally the, the right hand side but if, if you're on the side of dr doom that is facing towards hogsmeade um you can you can see you get you can get a sense for the scale of the ride and it's very sizable yeah it's, it does look sizable there's a lot going on there, there have been a lot of aerial pictures that have emerged over the last few weeks mm. that I assume have been taken with drones and, and, and such I watched, things. Uh, and... Someone did a recreation of the ride in Planet Coaster. Oh, what, based on the leaked pictures? Yeah, and stuff. that's and like, really cool. From the, the track that we have seen, yeah. it was really funny. Like, because obviously he'd done, he'd put in like fake interactions with the scenery and stuff. Right. And it says uh, absolutely hilarious. He'd done like fake voices. Right. But uh, yeah. it looked really cool. It was like the actual... If you turn the volume off, because it was kind of annoying after a while, uh, the actual track looks like it's going to be really good fun. Yeah. yeah. And 55 miles an hour is the, the figure I've seen being floated which about is how quick it is, which is pretty pretty fast. Faster than Test Track, I believe. Oh, wow. And I think it's going to have the same height restriction. You say that like Test Track is actually that fast. It's not. Is it not? No. Oh, it sounds fast. You go faster getting to Epcot than you do at test on Test Track. Oh, but 55 miles an hour... That's, you know, I mean, how fast does Hulk go at its peak? 65, maybe? Yeah. So for something that, when we didn't know much about this at all, other than that it was being built, we thought it was a family coaster. This sounds, that sounds quite quick, quite, you know, yeah, potentially for quite a intense coaster, for a family yeah. coaster. And I think it's got the same height restriction as Revenge of the Mummy for some context that, there. That is, a, that is a lap bar ride. That is a lap bar ride. No seatbelt, just a lap uh, bar. I believe this is lap bar on the uh, sidecar side and then the motorbike side is going to have a obviously a more interesting setup because you're 
sitting on it like a motorbike. Oh, are you? Yes. Oh, wow. I didn't know. I didn't know that. Actually, that's cool. Yes. So yeah, much like the uh, Tron ride, for example. Oh, all right, and a bit like the Avatar ride. Actually, you kind of straddle that thing like a motorbike, but you're oh, meant okay. to be on a banshee. Yes, which is one of the flying creatures from Avatar. Is it fast and low? <laughs> Banshees, fast and low. Oh, Halo. Oh. Good times, Josh. Good times. So. Uh, a bullet point list <laughs> universally put out. Lots of thought has gone into this, but it makes it easy to read on a podcast, so thanks very much. The new experience combines a new level of storytelling and innovative coaster technology with rich environments and sets, including an actual forest with 1,200 live trees. <laughs> I'm not sure I'm not it's sure a it's forest. an actual forest. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of trees, but... <laughs> I, don't think you can, I don't think you can claim to have created a forest. I think that's a bold claim. Yeah. But whatever, we'll let them do it. I don't know how many trees you need for it to become a forest, but I feel like... No, no. As I said, it's going... Well, actually, this says 50 miles an hour, not the 55 that I just said, so apologies for that fake news. But still fairly quick. Um, They list off some of the magical creatures that you're going to come up against. Centaurs, pixies, Fluffy the Three-Headed Dog, a picture of which has been leaked via one of those aerial shots. Of, yes. Looks like a pretty big hound, I must say. And one that's never been seen in the films. So, what that might be, who could say? Don't know. Who could say? We don't know. And uh, Devil's Snare as well. So, the stuff that you, our three heroes come up against towards the end of the first book slash film, Uh, where you have to relax to fall through it, or it will. Sorcerer's Stone, as they'd call it in America. Yeah. Yeah. But um, presumably, that will be. The drop track part, which we have uh, heard yes. about. Yes. The Devil's Snare will presumably come into play in that uh, segment of the ride. Yes, almost certainly. So, um, yeah, June 13th is the opening date. There will probably be some soft opening, some sort of testing phase as well. That's what so I'm hoping for. You might get lucky, Josh. We'll have to wait and see. But whatever happens, it's not too far away. And um, presumably, they will continue to share bits and pieces of info they seem to have got Tom Felton on board, Draco Malfoy yes. himself, to help them promote the ride. So uh, whether or not Robbie Coltrane will get involved at some point, I don't know. Oh, sorry, I was wrong. Uh, Test track goes 65 miles an hour. Goodness sake. Right, well, well, we're one for one on fake news this week. Yep. So at least we correct ourselves Yes. Bef- while we're on air still. Yes. At least. Right, okay. Sticking with Universal, but crossing over to Hollywood primarily at least, but I think this is potentially also applicable to Florida, the Jurassic World ride that is replacing the Jurassic Park River Adventure at Universal Hollywood is almost ready for prime time, I think. Universal have put out a little press release about the progress that they are making on this. Um, They're giving the ride what sounds like a a more extensive makeover than I had originally thought, Introducing new dinos, a uh, new entrance to the ride. Um, I guess at least a slightly different storyline. Yes, presumably. Um, and yeah, again, I'll just read through what they've put out here. So, once aboard specially designed rafts, guests will navigate the lush environments of dense uh, vegetation, traversing new areas besieged with towering dinosaurs meandering just an arm's length away from visitors. But please keep your arms inside the boat at all times. Yeah, otherwise they will eat your hands. Uh, encounters with such docile creatures as the Stegosaurus and Parasaurolophus. Le- 
Parasaurolof... My word. Will quickly turn awry as predatory velociraptors and Dilophosaurus begin to wreak havoc, turning guests from spectators to prey. When the Tyrannosaurus Rex begins to battle one of the attraction's new behemoth dinosaurs, presumably that weird Indoraptor thing, yeah. the rafts will spill down a treacherous 84-foot waterfall as the sole means of escape. So, yeah, sounds like new animatronics, if they are going to have this Indoraptor thing, take on the T-Rex. It's presumably- be pretty cool to have that battle going on. Yeah. Because I don't know, I'm no, I assume the end of this ride has previously been the same More as or it less. is at Ireland, where yeah. a T-Rex just looms over the boat and sort of um, steers him. his head towards you and yeah. roars, and then you you go down the drop to avoid him. And I don't know, I assume the dinosaurs will now be sort of battling sort of above you, I don't know. It seems like, I'm trying to think, again, I, I'm not experienced with this version of the ride, so I'm trying to, I'm just going to assume perhaps wrongly that it's broadly the same as the one at Ireland yeah, Adventure. I'm, I'm just a- trying to think, if they were to do this in Islands of Adventure, how would a battle between two big dinosaurs be presented in in that ride building? There's not a lot. Cause there's not quite, a lot of room there. It's quite basic, and there's there's not a lot of storytelling space. No, on the top of that. No, ramp. it's just the head, isn't it? Yeah. sticking out of a big hole in the in the. You kind of go up, and you got the raptors. Yeah, that are and the ones with the, the things that spit at you. Yeah, they're all like eating the controls. And then you go around the corner, T-Rex comes out, you drop. Mm. So, yeah. Be interesting to see. I'm, uh, I'm sure, uh, was it California Rides 360 will do a 4K uh, ride along of it, mm. which is always great fun. I always yeah. like watching them. Um, do you think that this will come to Islands of Adventure or or, or potentially the Fantastic Worlds Park? Well, they they were... Pretty I guess it's keen wouldn't... to say that Jurassic Park at Islands is going to stay Jurassic Park for a little bit at least. Right. So maybe at the new. I guess it wouldn't make much sense though to just have another Jurassic Park boat ride. No, but I guess you could use park. similar elements for a different style of ride. Yeah, of course. We did talk some weeks ago now about the patents that Universal had filed at the back end of last year yep. for a ride system that looked very much like the spheres from the Jurassic World movie. Yeah. So maybe they could build something. Involving that, if they do a Jurassic that'd be World, quite cool. if you could make them into like land. a raft ride, that'd be quite cool. Mm, potentially, we'll have to wait and see. But yeah, I, I'd be quite pleased if um, Jurassic Park is to stay as it is at Islands for the foreseeable. Obviously, mm. we await news confirmation of the roller coaster that's being built and whether that ties in more with the Jurassic World side of things or not. I don't know. Yeah, we'll have to wait and see. But for now, it's um, it's Hollywood that they are focusing on in terms of Jurassic World. This uh, islands will remain park. Just quickly, this says raft, so I think maybe this ride is different because I wouldn't consider the vehicle at Disney at, at Islands of Adventure to be a raft. No, it's more of a splash boat. I guess. Yeah, so it's a raft, like a circular. Yeah, like, that... like Popeye. Right. I would say. Yeah. Or Infinity Falls at SeaWorld, which yeah. apparently ha- has the longest or highest raft drop yes. in the world. Yeah. So, um, again, didn't do that one, unfortunately. That had, had a vertical lift on that as well. Mm, yeah. Looks a really nice ride, though, by the way. It's very scenic. It looks like it could have come over from Aquatica. It's, it's very bright and colourful right, and yeah. green. It's... It's nice. So actually. you was there, but didn't try that, right? No. So the day we went and and were kind of up for it because it was a nice day. It was a very long queue. Hmm. The day that we were there and 
it wasn't a long queue it wasn't great weather so unfortunately and, and you get soaked there's yes. no, yeah, yeah, no yeah. avoiding that on, on Infinity Falls you that is a wet one going to get very wet indeed um, speaking of which Josh SeaWorld sounds like they're going to have another new ride for 2020 so Infinity Falls was a late 2018 ride doesn't look like they're going to have anything for 2019 other than the Sesame Street land yep. which they've got a version of that at Bush Gardens the Sesame Street coming to SeaWorld is replacing Shamu's Happy Harbour which was their little kiddie area so it's presumably going to be uh, of a similar size with similar types of attractions but now Sesame Street yes. that's opening to as of recording that is just opening now to like pass holders at SeaWorld to kind of go and have a look before it opens officially and it's opening due to open in the spring so it's presumably very very close to being done yeah there's probably videos on youtube right now from pass holders yeah quite probably but as i say seems like they're going to potentially be having a big new addition to the park in 2020 and based on patterns that are being filed it it sounds like it's going to be fairly sizable and based on what they've been focusing on in recent years one would assume it's going to be um a thrill ride of some sort either a big roller coaster or a big new water attraction Another water attraction would be cool. Yeah, I, I think so. They've got three good coasters there now in Manta, Mako, and Kraken. Yeah, they obviously tried to update Kraken with the VR, and it you know it didn't prove didn't hugely popular, so they ripped that back out. Kraken is quite rough now, so maybe there's an argument to be made for another modern coaster because Manta and Mako are exceptionally smooth rides. Yeah, and both very very enjoyable. Uh, like Manta is, I maintain, like amazing. It's, I, I really do love Manta. And Mako is quite simple. It's a lot of up and down and up and down. But um, the Gs you get are really good. There's a lot of good weightlessness that comes with those, with those drops. Was uh, Atlantis um, still? Atlantis is still there. We did do that one actually. It was open. You don't was get it? too wet. Yeah, yeah. Okay, we did cool. do Atlantis. Um, I, I think they've stripped out all the kind of voiceover and stuff from the pre-drop. Oh, okay. Um, mooching about through the old Atlantis yeah. sets, which looks extremely dated now. Yeah, I bet. Still not as bad as Wild Arctic. They've because uh, they, they've <laughs> redone the Atlantis at uh, San Diego. Oh, okay. It's got all new uh, projections, and they've re retopped the building and stuff. So it like could probably do with some similar work, actually. The one in Orlando. Yeah, I bet. But it's still fun. The drop's still good, and the little coaster section afterwards. Yeah, it's, it's a fun. really cool style of ride. Yeah, yeah, it's good. And, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what SeaWorld opt for. But it seems like they're pretty quick at turning around rides. I think, you know, it helps that they're not hugely themed. You know, they're they're fairly standard looking rides, but they're they're well designed. They are trying everything they can to bring people back into the park, aren't they? Yeah, definitely. I think noticeably the quietest park that we went to on both days that we were. I know I said the time we considered doing Infinity Walls, it was a bit of a long queue, and it was, but that was a bit later in the day by that point. But by and large, we didn't really have to queue for a whole lot at all. And right, it was yeah. A lot quieter, certainly than Universal and and Animal Kingdom and even Bush Gardens as well. And Bush Gardens is a massive park, so yeah. for that to feel busy is kind of, a, well, kind of unprecedented <laughs> as far as I've been going. But yeah, SeaWorld, probably the quietest, so they could do with some, some new rides, I think. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, 
That's a lot of Florida and California-based news. Always is. Something, Josh, that you would uh, have introduced to the podcast uh, yeah. recently is a little UK news segment. Yeah. We Represent. are based in the UK and yeah. feel therefore somewhat obliged to talk at least a little bit about it. Yeah. What have you got for me this week, Josh? Well, as we mentioned in the SeaWorld part, uh, they've removed the VR from Kraken. Yes. Uh, Kraken Unleashed, as it was renamed when they added the VR. They renamed Air, which is much like Manta, to Galactica VR at Alton Towers. Right. Um, they did this a few years ago now. Ripping it out. Ripping oh, okay. out the VR. For, for similar reasons, I yeah. guess. Like hygiene, I mean, apparently people was, don't like it. Air was kind of grim anyway, if I'm honest. Because uh, there's like this rubber thing that goes towards your chest to hold you in place. Yeah. And that was apparently... Last time my brother went was kind of like falling apart and like really like kind of mouldy and nice kind of rank nice because um, British people perspire quite a lot it seems and don't really care and it's kind of grim oh. uh, and obviously we don't have the same standards of trying to appease customers <laughs> as the American theme parks apparently and obviously add that to pink eye and like conjunctivitis and all that. Other stuff that you can get from VR. Not a great recipe for no. a, a fine theme park experience. So they ripped it back out. So are they renaming it again to Air? Uh, not as far as I'm aware. Oh. So the, so it's just going to be called Galactica with no VR? Yes. I don't mean that as in that's what it's actually called now. Welcome to Galactica with no VR. <laughs> It'll just be called Galactica. I uh. presume. It was apparently they've remo- they're removing the VR headsets uh, due to guest feedback. Fair enough. I think the VR didn't always line up with the ride, huh? And so people were getting like really nauseous, right? And things like that. As as of recording this, which is the twenty third of March, Alton Towers is open. Ah, what yeah. for the twenty nineteen season? Yeah, open today. What a season it could be. Yes. We, we do need to get there uh, for 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 certain. Over the next few months, Alton Towers, Thought Park, they're on the list. We, we, will, we will try and get it done yeah. uh, for you, dear listeners. But that's it for this week. It's yeah. been a bumper new special. I think we need to come up with a little jingle for our British theme park segment, by yeah. the way. Um, we'll, we'll think about something. All right, Gov, yeah. I've got some news. <laughs> All right, Gov, i got some news. i got some news. i got some news. All right, Gov. Get someone to put a little beatbox behind extra, it. Extra, extra. <laughs> Read all about it. <laughs> nice nice as always you can find us on your favorite podcasting apps and platforms if you'd like to subscribe everywhere uh, that would be much appreciated you can find us on spotify you can find us on apple podcasts you can find us on various other apps and platforms as well whatever your preferred one is we should be on there if you'd like to subscribe on whatever your favorite one is that would be great if you'd like to leave a review on ones that support such things that would also be great great as well if we're not where you are let us know Yes, please do. And you can do so by emailing us, podcast at parkrush.com, or you can leave comments on any individual episodes or on the page itself at parkrush.com as well. And we are on Instagram too. We've, um, I put up loads of pictures to remind you. They were really good fun. To Florida. We, we, I I did my first Instagram story as well, uh, during the trip. So you can find us on there. It's parkrush podcast. Um, until next week, this has been a bumper new special. Thanks very much for listening. Farewell. Adios.